and welcome back to the Netball Nation podcast, now powered by Netball UK. Just when you thought that we were no more, we have risen from the ashes to bring you all things netball for another season. And of course, that would not be possible without the dream team of Mags and Sarah. Elbows, elbows. I know where she's been, it's fine. <laughs> welcome back, both of you. Now, before we crack on, Sarah, Tell us in a nutshell what you've been up to. Um, it's so long since we saw each other, isn't it? it nutshell. Is. It's been yeah. like six months. Oh, I'll tell you what. Tell us one thing, one really good thing that you've done. Um, Should we go to Mags first? Yeah, you go to Mags first. Um, uh, what have I done? Uh, I have made my daughter exceptionally happy. Uh, I'm going to be a grandma, apparently, but I've told her I don't want to be grandma. I want to be called Maggie. And it's don't get excited, everybody. It's a fur baby. Yeah. Uh, it's a fur baby. No, that's reason to be excited. Does the fur baby have a name? He is called Hugo. It's very Hugo. posh, Mags. Yeah. yeah. Child trick. Is he going to have a cravat? <laughs> if I had a picture, it been Cedric or something mm. like that. So Mags is mm. now grandmother to a fur baby. Mm. Um, that we hope he's going to visit us here at Netball Nation. Absolutely. What about you, Sarah? <sighs> wedding updates. Have we got any um, wedding updates? I know you're all waiting for that. Yeah, I mean, the, the wedding's sorted. Um, as Like I said, I think it was sorted about six months ago, but now, <laughs> like, notice of marriage done, it's happening, it's going to be legal. Awesome. You know, yeah. No cold feet. No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We'll check in again yeah. next week. And of course, Netball Nation round two would not be possible without the one and only Debbie Hallis, uh, owner of the podcast's new sponsor, Netball UK, and managing director of Super League side Manchester Thunder. Round of applause. Yeah. Yeah. Super Deb. This is Netball Nation, powered by Netball UK, your one-stop shop for everything netball. Shop now at netballuk.co.uk. Thank you so, so much. Now, genuinely, we would not be able to bring you this season of Netball Nation without you, Debbie. So first and foremost, thank you so, so much. Uh, And how exciting for you is it to be a part of Netball Nation? Oh, absolutely loving it so far. I mean, obviously, I know uh, I know Bayman and, and Maggie. I've known them for years. Um, but yeah, just so excited that it's back. I've really, really missed it. Um, you know, I was probably a number one fan. Uh, I used to uh, take my dog for a walk, put my earphones in, get the podcast going, and uh, and just loved it. It was just such a, a professional production. Um, you know, listening to. Uh, all the banter and just honest conversation you know it wasn't stale it was always people give their honest opinions and you know that that's what I loved about it honest conversation I don't know what you mean these pair always sit on the fence <laughs> <laughs> uh, now that Debbie you've been director of netball at uh, Thunder for some time now and saw them win their third Super League title last season what are the biggest challenges um deep breath <laughs> where do I start uh, probably financially for us um I mean we're probably the only independent franchise out there um, now, so yeah, money is is always has always been a challenge, and, and we've had to break even. Um, otherwise, obviously, we wouldn't exist. So you know that for us is is a very big challenge. Um, obviously, we had the investment in the in the summer, which is much needed because I think we needed that to take us forward from where netball's going now. Um, you know, I'm not sure Manchester Thunder would have existed. Uh, much further without that investment so you know netball's getting to that level now where it needs that we need to push on and what have been the highlights for you 
Winning three Super League titles. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be. Now then, before we crack on, uh, the word that everyone's talking about, the thing that everyone's talking about in the minute, coronavirus. Uh, do we know, Debbie, if it's going to affect netball, any of the games that are going to be played and what impact that might have? Uh, at the moment, games are going ahead as scheduled. That's the advice. But obviously, everything's ongoing. So nothing, uh, you know, we're taking advice from obviously the government, from the league at the moment. So, uh, so yeah, we're taking each day as it comes at the moment until we're told we can't play, we will be going ahead. Uh, now, the, obviously, there's quite a, a significant impact in that for, for all teams, if we had to either play behind closed doors or call the games off, we would lose a lot of revenue. Mm. And for, I would assume, the majority of teams, I know for us in particular, revenue um, from ticketing is it's our biggest stream. So to lose that would be pretty significant for us and, and everybody else. So um, And the ruling at the moment as well is that um, if you get three or more players, whether that be registered or training partners that are affected, whether they actually have the virus or they have the in quarantine, then a fixture can be cancelled. But obviously, touch wood, nothing, nobody at the moment within the Netball Super League has been affected. And um, we will keep you up to date on that across all our socials as well, at My Netball Nation. We'll keep you up to date at all times. Right then, exciting news. To mark the start of Netball UK, powering Netball Nation, we're offering Netball Nation listeners and viewers there 10% off everything just use code nation10 at netballuk.co.uk before Friday the 20th of March and you can see all the terms and conditions at www.mynetballnation.com um, now Debbie this this is amazing nation10 by the way that code what can we find in Netball UK well uh Anything to do with netball, basically. Um, our main line is netball trainers, which are obviously an important part for everybody in playing mm -hmm. the game. Um, you know, it, it helps you, uh, it helps avoid an injury, and it also makes you more efficient in your game as well. So, what more can you ask for? But yeah, well, ten percent off. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> as you can see, I'm, I'm modelling one of Debbie's yes. items here, purchased recently, if anybody's interested. Do, do you know what I love is this is the first season where, well, it's the second season, but it's the first time that we've all been on camera. So we're all really conscious of where all the cameras are. If we look awkward at any moment, that's why I'm sure we'll get into this as the season goes on. Right then, into very important stuff. Have you all caught your breath after the three opening rounds of Super League fixtures? No. No? No? <laughs> just I think about, we can all agree about. on that. Uh, right, we're going to have a go whizzing through the main talking points from Pulse's unbeaten start, some amazing comeback wins. Sorry, Sarah. And a, a sending off that's got everybody talking. Now, Oldham Netball won their eighth national title in nine years at the weekend with a round to spare. I don't care if she's paying. Get her out of yeah. that door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why are they so dominant and who could possibly top them next season? Suncorp, Suncorp Super Netball preseason games are in full swing, as are the ANZ warm-up matches. So who is looking strong? Who is strengthened in the off-season? And what are the main talking points? Strap yourselves in, everybody. <laughs> We've got a lot to get through, so let's get going. Right then, and breathe, Emma. Super League season then, with so many talking points from the first three rounds of the Super League, it's hard to know where to start. So, shall we go from the very beginning? Uh, we had the opening weekend, all 10 teams played in five games, one after the other, packed out crowd in Birmingham, and a brilliant showcase for the sport. Sarah, now as a coach involved in the day, um, by the way, I absolutely love that even though Netball Nation hasn't been in existence for like six months, those gifts haven't stopped. <laughs> <laughs> We've still seen loads of gifts. It's oh, it's incredible. like the gift that keeps giving. It is. It? 
yeah, you've been waiting a long time to say <laughs> um, no but as a Dad coach jokes that, for free yeah. <laughs> we love it as a coach that's uh, that's involved in the day is it something that you'd like to see again yeah I think it, it's a great day um, I did get told off for giving my views on the 19th round generally so we won't go into that again but who told you off you- uh, the league <laughs> was that because you were too they felt you were too vocal and opinionated on it uh, I think they didn't like my opinion on it so but it's not changed your opinion but it's not changed yeah so, so there we go um, but the day itself I think is great and I think it's it's built and built each year it's been done and now I think it's kind of a staple in people's netball calendar like let's go to Super 10 um, next year pros is a bit of a problem because you've got 11 teams so obviously mm. all teams can't play on oh, that yeah. day um, but it's also nice for teams to be in one place at the beginning of the season because everyone kind of gets to you know interact and hang out a little bit and see each other play and, and scope each yeah other. scope each other out and it's nice that it's in a big arena um, so yeah it, it was a really good day and Debbie, as a, as a franchise director, how does an event like the opening weekend affect your planning uh, for the season? Or was it business as usual for you? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it looked different this year. And um, obviously there is the controversy about, you know, what that 19th game means. Um, you know, it's it's a great opening event. And I think it probably needs to just mean something different. What does it it's, need to mean? I mean, whether it's some kind of pre-season tour well not pre-season it's it's like an opening event but it doesn't count in points towards the league Mm -hmm. I think what they wanted to do or or what the league wanted to do is they didn't want to take a home game off anybody um, because obviously like we were saying previously uh, ticketing revenue is very important for people but obviously previously people have lost a home game um, because they've had to play it at the season opener Mm -hmm. so what they're trying to do is keep bringing more revenue into the game which is great and what we need but from a performance perspective then, you know, you look at the fixtures that match up and it's not, I don't know any other league that would run something that that has that extra game that means something mm. like that. And I think it, I think we're going the right way in that it's, it's separate to everybody's home and away games, but it's what that looks like. And, you know, I, I think we can still make it work in some way. Um, and we'll look at, I think, you know, as... Um, as Super League franchises and the board were perhaps looking at something different, what that will look like, we don't know yet. But I think it needs to sit outside the regular oh, season. I was just about to ask you what that'll look yeah. like. <laughs> you answered my question before I got there. Uh, right then, let's move on and look at the current table after three rounds. And I'm sure seeing Pulse sitting joint top with Manchester Thunder and Team Bath is not what some of us expected after their struggles in 2019. This young Pulse side have won more games in three rounds than the whole of last season. No mean feat, what that is it? It's incredible. Mm. They thrashed Dragons on Monday night by more than 30 goals and showed great character in their wins over Surrey Storm and Strathclyde Sirens. So, Mag, what have Pulse done to see such a dramatic change in their form and is it sustainable more importantly what have they done they've changed the team they've <laughs> <laughs> got know, a new team got, basically they've got a new team um, you know last season they picked up what was left yeah because they came into the league kind of late really to make a, a play for any of the other players that were already in the, uh, within the Super League and they have some fabulous, exciting young players that previewed last year. This season, they have brought themselves in some experience, people who can be those leaders on court, and those leaders are stepping up. Um, the likes of Ziggy Berger, let's be right, she has made a massive, massive difference for that team. And with uh, Thomas playing at wing attack, I mean, she's like, a, it's witchcraft with the ball. 
you never quite know where it's going to mm. go, but it always ends up in Ziggy Berger's hands. <laughs> so, you know, they've made some serious signings and they've been effective and they've had a fabulous start. And, and with it being a, such a refreshed and revamped team, is this sustainable then, do you think? Well, that remains to be seen because without being disrespectful to the fabulous start that they've had, the three games that they've played have been against teams that would or have been historically in the bottom end of the table. They've got two big tests coming up in the next two weeks, you know, where they've got Bath and they've got Wasps to play. So shall we have this conversation again after they've played those two teams? I, I think what you can't underestimate, though, is, is the momentum that they'll take. Like getting three wins to start your season is a huge boost. So you go into a game against Bath, kind of ex like almost expecting to win because that's what you've been doing, even though it's Bath. Yeah. So I think the fixtures have fallen kindly for them at the beginning of the season, but they will take a huge amount of confidence and momentum into these tougher games now. And they and they could do it against one of those teams. I think they were, they were smart in picking up some experienced players as yeah, well in definitely. terms of like Lindsay Keeble, Michelle Drain went over from Mavericks. And you can't kind of underestimate the quality that they can bring from having played in the Super League for a number of years. It's it's hard to have youngsters throughout and mm. and without inserting a bit of a bit of experience. So yeah, they've got some superstars in terms of Siggy Berger or Dean Thomas who are like international like mm. quality players. Um but I think getting the experience in from who've played Super League before is important as well. It's important though, you mentioned the momentum, but it's important that even if they do lose hypothetically against Bath, they don't let that go. That it isn't just I mean they, they can let it go if they want. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not <laughs> I'm not first if they let it go. They can unravel if they want to, feel free. <laughs> well, we want to talk to you, Sarah, because uh, it's been a tough start for Lightning. Yeah. Uh, one win from there you have a young side you've thrown in some inexperienced players earlier than you might have liked due to injuries uh, to Natalie Panagari and others what's your main take on Lightning's start to the season and also how's Nat doing? Yeah I mean it's a tough start um, we played horribly opening weekend um, and we were disappointed with that you know we lost Nat Panagari first quarter and it does have an impact but there's I think at the end of the game I said it, I was just disappointed that we didn't control what we could control against Bath you know Bath played well but we allowed them to as well um, and then like you said we've got a lot of youngsters in there and the aim at the beginning of the season was to kind of insert those youngsters like surrounded by experience and now that experience is mostly injured so actually you know it's but it's an opportunity as well like these 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 youngsters aren't like you know they've just come like from from school netball, like the England under twenty ones, England under nineteens, they're they're really really exciting, and so actually, like if you're good enough, get out there and play. Like take the opportunity, get out there, play in the in the top, like top level that you can, and they're doing really well. Like I, I was going to ask you that, how are they coping with the pressure of that? I mean, they're doing well. I think you know. <sighs> I obviously don't want to talk about the Thunder game, but we're going to have to. <laughs> yes, please do. We'll say it really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so about today's about the first day I started holding. I was going to swear then holding holding it together. Beep. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think you saw in the Thunder game like th there's a lack of experience. Like you, a team like Thunder starts coming back at you, and there's a loud crowd, and um, there's an a feeling of pressure and whether you're under pressure or you're not, if you feel under pressure, the, the response can often be the same. And I think when you've got three, four, 18 or 19 year olds out there in that scenario, you kind of need someone who just takes control of it, grabs it and just goes, look girls, we're okay. And we didn't really have that. And that's, that kind of showed, but at the same time, 
we've had we've had a really good training week since then talked a lot about it in terms of what what a lesson that could be at the beginning of a season where these girls are going to play a lot throughout the season if you if you learn from that lesson now it could be scary by the end of the season what you could be capable of. Exactly and you know, that. Also, and I fully, fully concur with what Sarah's saying there because when we were Yorkshire Jets, that is exactly what we had. You know, England standard under-19s and under-21s who came up against experience all the time. And they used that opportunity to get out there and play the game because they were experienced within their own age group and were individually and collectively awesome players. Mm. But they continually felt the pressure of the senior players but they did. They played well. Opportunity. Yeah. And look where they are now. It can be character building, can't yeah. it? Yeah. And I think um, Sarah and I had a, a conversation on Saturday at Karen Gregg's uh, 40th over a couple of beers. But, you know, I, I said, um, you know, Sarah, fair play to her. All the Thunder players are there and Sarah turned, you know, turned up after that. And, you know, we had a chat and, and for three quarters, Lightning were better than us. And, you know, you've a, a lot to take from that. You had, you know, had mm. a lot of young players on court and we weren't good enough for three quarters. Fortunately, we had that experience and, you know, that strength and depth to come back in the last quarter. But, you know, there's so much you can take from that. And, you know, and a fairly new team mm. put together, the youngsters thrown in and, you know, it can only bode well for the future. Yeah, definitely. Right, Sarah, I'm going to invite Let's you to move on. <clears throat> shut, your ears. <laughs> shut your ears for one more moment because I'm just going to ask Debbie another question. Is that all right? Go on. Remember, there's what cameras here. Don't swear. Can you put that <laughs> supermarket music in there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, because for anyone who isn't aware, if you've been living under a rock, uh, Loughborough were 12 goals up in the second half, but Thunder Roar back to outscore them 21-9 in the final quarter and take the win. Uh, Debbie, she's got a... Re- oh no, she's giving me the glare. How, how important was that win for you? Um, yeah, very important. Record um, crowd, I mean. Yeah, in front of a record crowd. It's the first time we've sold out Bellevue and we had uh, pretty much 2,000 people there. Um, you know, and for us, I mean, it, to be honest, it couldn't have gone better. And even, you know, Saturday night, um, our captain Emma Dover came to me and she said, Debbie, yeah, we actually did that for you. It was all planned and <laughs> we did it for you so that the crowd are excited and they'll come back next game. <laughs> I was like, really, Emma? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we shall wait and see, but congratulations. Now, Mags, looking at the rest of the table with Team Bath and Mavericks starting strongly and Wasps already suffering two defeats, what are your highlights of the season so far? Ooh, I think my number one highlight has to be Alice Harvey. Thanks, Mags. Yeah, absolutely. It's just fabulous to watch her. She's 18 years old. She's one of our girls from Yorkshire and Sarah's playing her and she's getting that exposure at top flight netball. So big up to Sarah and Loughborough Lightning and the best of luck to Alice as she goes through. Oh, fun me. Is it fun me? Fumi. Fumi. Do I apologise the pronunciation? What a girl. That game that she played, she was, I think, the reason why they Pulse turned it around. Pull, what she just, what was it, three, four, five turnovers? Athleticism, like you wouldn't believe. And I think she's going to come on fabulously because within that camp is, for me, what I thought of her time, the best wing defence that used to be in the world, you know, with Fiona Murta, who's now on the coaching team at Pulse. She's just sensational. Um, and what else? 
Oh, and also the fact that now that we're down to 10 players on the bench, it's fabulous to see the coaches actually using their bench tactically and everybody's getting on and everybody's making an impact and doing a good job. So that's it for me at the moment. A lot of positivity there, yeah. Max. I like your highlights. Yeah. Now, Sarah, Lightning host Mavericks on Monday in the big TV game of round four. How are you feeling ahead of that? <laughs> I feel like there's loads of questions being thrown spotlight. here. Can you give us something lighthearted to talk about? Jeez, no, let's you, go back to coronavirus. You, you, did say, you did say, though, Sarah, that actually, you know, the lessons that they've learned could mean that they go on to do great no. things. Monday's exciting for us in terms of, you know, it's a TV game, it's at home, it's against Mavericks. And actually, it couldn't come at a better time because we had that tough Thunder loss. Um, we've had a decent amount of time in terms of like a 10-day turnaround. Um, and now we've got another tough game. So there's no sort of like wallowing and feeling sorry for yourself. It's actually like, right, get up, get on with it because Mavericks are going to come and they're in good form. And so, you know, getting a result against Mavericks would be huge for us and but that's what you go out to do like you don't go into games going oh you know might lose be, this one be, be great if we yeah. won a quarter no, yeah. no like the aim is to beat them so I think it, it has been a positive week and um, we're excited because we match up pretty well against Mavericks usually so we'll, we'll see we'll see what we can do well if you turn up for Netball Nation next week we know it's gone well we? <laughs> <laughs> there we go uh, now Debbie Thunder travel to Surrey Storm whose form has been a little different and they seem to be missing shooter Siggy Berger what are you expecting from that game um, well hopefully a win um, <laughs> but you know it, no game is easy and, and quite often it can depend on the matchups between teams on, on how you do and you know you Sometimes you you can have kind of bogey teams that you don't always do as well against. Um, but yeah, I think I think Siggy Berger is a significant loss for them. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping to come away with uh, hopefully can build up a bit of goal difference. Do you know what? I'm enjoying this, Max. <laughs> the first episode of season two where we're putting the spotlight on people. Mm. This is good. Now then, can we talk about Latanya Wilson for a second? Uh, she's shone in her Super League debut in the opening round and hasn't been out of the headlines since. So in case you're unaware, the Jamaican defender was sent off in Dragons match against Team Bath. It left Abby Tyrrell in the defensive circle alone for more than a quarter. Now, as a result of the sending off, Wilson was back from playing in the third round loss to Pulse. Now, don't jump all in at once here, <laughs> ladies, but I'll go to you first, Mags. What do you make of that? Well, number one, I think she's amazing. Mm -hmm. I absolutely think she's exciting. She's like the new Shamira for me. Um, she's ball hungry and I'm bound to be biased because I'm a circle defender. Did she deserve to be sent off? In the eyes of the umpires, yeah. I've spoken to eminent people who umpire that I have a lot of respect for, and they assure me that the decisions that were made were correct. For me, we wouldn't want anybody to be injured on Julia, and I don't think any of her contacts were intentional. The obstruction, yeah, that looked like it was. But the actual contacts, I don't think for one minute she went out with any intent to injure anybody. She has her eyes on the ball. You've, we've all seen her play. She's just all over the place stealing balls for fun. So, yeah, the decision was right. What maybe should have happened when she had been sent off should have been she stayed off and sat down on the bench and another defender brought on. Did, did Dragons have another defender on the bench? They must have had one. Well, the, they must have, because um, did they, I'm just trying the, to think the other defender was away playing for the army in the Isle of Man. Oh, that's what was said, wasn't um, it? But, still. but still, you you've got to shuffle mm. your pack. You shuffle your pack because this is the consequence of not shuffling your pack. She misses a game. 
and you know they lose. On on that though, sorry, do you think are the rules a bit too harsh? Yeah, think? it's ridiculous. Like you've lost them that game because she's been sent off, which is fair enough. You get sent off, you lose the game because you're never going to win a game without yeah. a goalkeeper. That's fine. But now you've basically lost them the next game because she's not allowed to play. So she gets punished by getting sent off. And then she loses the game. So that's kind of double punishment. And then you go, oh, to add to that, you're now banned for the next game. To me, that's just overkill. Like you've sent her off, like they've lost a game. That's it. Like, and and I understand there needs to be, you know, some deterrence from that happening. But for one sending off that you then miss a game, I think is, is a bit much because you go in, all right, there's 10 in your squad. So you've cut your squad size down to 10. So now you're, 10% 10% down because you're a player down. Yeah. So, you like, I don't it get it. It does seem a little bit rough, doesn't it, really? If they're saying that they are <clears throat> contacts that were non-intentional, because we've all seen the ones that are intentional, then Sarah's probably right. She's been sent off. The game's lost. The additional penalty, maybe that needs looking at. Well, up. the thing is, if someone turned around and punched someone and got yeah. sent off for it, intentional, it's, it's a little it. bit different, but yeah. someone might get sent off for persistent offside. Mm. something ridiculous like that and then you're saying to me that running in the circle as a centre you continue to do it you get sent off and then the next game you're banned like yeah I like don't, triple whammy yeah well I feel free it. to have your say do you think the rules are too harsh you can uh, get in touch with us on all the socials at my netball nation and have your say now then guys we are going to reopen that kitty oh, <laughs> not that I ever saw any of the money in it anyway <laughs> I just like kitty, to point virtual. out yeah um, for anyone watching this Mags and Sarah they basically put enough in that to give us a night out that never happened so <laughs> I'm not forgetting about that guys right and Debs you're, you're opening the wallet as well on this one because I'm going to get your predictions for round four of the Super League are we ready Yes. Right, Sarah, you first. Stars versus Wasps. I've quite, I've been quite impressed with some of the stuff that Stars have been doing, um, but I think Wasps will still win that. You going for Wasps, Max? I have to agree. Debbie? Wasps, yes. Right, you're all saying Wasps. Uh, Storm versus Thunder. Sarah? Thunder. Thunder. Thunder? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lightning versus Maverick. Sarah? <laughs> Lightning, obviously. Ovs. Yeah. Lightning. Max, why do you look a bit scared? <laughs> She's within reach. Have you seen the length of her arms? Yeah. <laughs> and what about you, Debbie? Oh, you're on the other side of the desk. Yeah, I'm not within reach. Um, I don't... It's a really tough one to call. We like honesty here on Netball Nation. That's what you said it was all about, so be honest. <laughs> I know, I know. And I think... I mean. The, the way Lightning played on, you know, for three quarters, if they can maintain that, then they have a very good chance of winning. And I think they're at home. They've got home crowd. Uh, Mavericks, I mean, on paper, they've got such a great team, mm. but I don't think they always live up to that potential. So you're um, going Lightning? Let's go Lightning. Oh, mm. hey, you've all agreed so far. Let's see this then. Dragons versus Sirens. Hmm. <sighs> this, is, this is a tough one. Um, I think I'm going to go Dragons. Because, oh, go on. because I think if if Wilson's back for this game, um, then my mind. I think they'll probably have too much defensively for for Sirens' attack end. Do I not need to ask you then, Max? I was going to just... say exactly the same thing because it's the kind of game that plays into Wilson's hands. You know, the attack, the Sirens' attack are quick, they're fast, they're on the move, and that's Wilson's game. She'll just be all over it. So yeah, mm. and Debbie, do you agree or? Yeah, I think so. Definitely with, with Wilson in there. I mean, I think Sirens have, have done really well. I think they, I mean, they pushed Lightning mm. um, really, really far in the last game. They were ahead and obviously Lightning came back at them. 
and the, their shooting circle seemed to really improve the last uh, last game or so. Uh, the percentages are getting a lot higher, but with Wilson in there, yeah, I think uh, I think we have to go and back my uh, my two girls, Amy and Abby, that are playing. <laughs> well, let's see if any of you disagree in the final one. Then Team Bath versus Pulse. Uh, I think Bath are playing really well. Um, I can't see them losing that, to be honest. Okay, so you're going Team Bath. We've already talked about the momentum of winning, so Bath. And what yeah, about completely agree? Wow, you are yeah. all in agreement. Well, we should probably re- all wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> if we're all wrong, do we not have to bother putting the money in? You absolutely do. The kitty's either going to be really full or completely empty, isn't it? Uh, right then, next up, it's national clubs. Now, Oldham Netball have done it again. For the fourth season in succession, the Northwest Base Club have been crowned Premier One champions. So, Debbie, you're also heavily involved with Oldham. What, are, what is it about the club that's made it so dominant over the last decade? <laughs> it's. The legacy, really, of of our of our coach that that set it all up, um, who's Mike Greenwood, who unfortunately is no longer with us. Um, but he, you know, I spent a lot of years with Mike as a player, um, and and learning from him. And he also passed that all of his knowledge on, um, in the end, to Pam Hazelton, who leads the club, and the the coaches that sit underneath that as well. With uh, I worked with Susie at the seniors, Jackie Reed as well, and we all we're all singing from the same hymn sheet, and we just work really well together um, and we you know we know what the legacy is about and we keep it going and we also keep it moving on it just goes to show doesn't it how important that like you say all singing from the same hymn sheet and also understanding moving forward what needs to happen and being in agreement on that it's crucial isn't it really yeah and, and we share the same ethos it's, it is all about your ethos and you've got to believe in in, in each other and what you're doing and, uh, you know, I'm working hard and, and that's what we do. It works for us. Well, it certainly is working. Uh, now, Mags, Leeds Athletic had a mixed bag of a season this time round. Why was that? Um, for the last couple of years, if we're being completely honest, you know, we've been struggling with Prem 1 and managing just by the skin of our teeth to sort of stay within Prem 1. A lot of that is, uh, is affected by the fact that we didn't have a Super League franchise. We don't attract all the girls that we would like to attract to our particular uh, region. That said... We have the Super League starting next year and we know that we've already had interest from people. And so once we can get some what I call proper seniors playing the senior competition, that'll be fabulous. On the other side of the coin, opportunities have arisen for our 17, 18, 19 year olds who have been able to play that competition. And that's been the top flight netball for them this season. So it's just been a winner all round. Just a question for both of you. Um, Do you think Prem is doing its job at the minute? No, because I just listened to the girls talking about being dragged and ragged from one end of the country to the other. You know, when I think this sh- it should be looked at. I mean, I don't think the format of it's been looked at for quite some time. And maybe, you know, the like we did before, you know, regional competitions and then the better ones come together from that. Maybe that would be a better way of looking at it. Um, what are your thoughts on that as well, Debbie? Yeah, I mean, we, we get asked to, to feed back, um, but whatever we feed back, nothing ever kind of seems to be done. Um I think we need to work out what Premier League is for and where it sits. Um, you know, I, th- I think the the whole the the pathway does need a review. I think there are some very good, um, very good things about Premier League that it's it's given opportunities. I know from uh, you know from my point of view, coaching at Oldham, it's it's given a lot of youngsters opportunities that. Um, that are not quite in Super League and they're probably in the uh, like our Thunder pathway uh, and it's given them great opportunities to play against uh, at, a, at a high level but then there's that there's a crossover between and it hasn't been that bad this season because Super League has started later but there's a big crossover and you'll get it affects a lot of teams because Super League players like to either play it as um, 
getting ready for Super League. It's given them match play before they're coming up to Super League. Um, and they just love playing netball. Um, so they don't want to just play for three months of the year in Super mm. League. They want to play more netball, which is great. But then a lot of teams will lose those key players when it gets later in the season and they have and they go playing for the Super League franchises. But that gives opportunities for youngsters. So in the first instance, the youngsters get to play with Super League level players, which is great. And, you know, that improves their standard. But not all clubs are kind of set up for that. And that's... That's one reason we do so well is that we've got a constant stream of youngsters coming through from our junior club. It's like um, the Thunder Factory. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for, for every position, they've probably got 10 people sat waiting that can backfill dead easily. But you said, Mags, you know, you think it maybe needs a review because it's not been reviewed for a while. What does that look like? How do you see that changing and being more beneficial for hey, them? Hey, she's, she's going to get consultant fees. She can't tell them for free. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll pay you out the kitty. Do you know you what? Go. Regardless of what any of us say, you know, I'll come up with something that I think would be suitable for us, but it might not suit Sarah's mm. group. It might not suit Debbie's. You know, there's been discussion in the past. Do they make it a competition just between September and December? So then that's all over and done with in that three, four month period so that everybody can then concentrate on Super League. I don't know what the best fix is, but I think it needs looking at and it needs changing. Right. Well, we uh, we can't let the podcast go by without congratulating you, Mags, oh. for being named assistant coach of Leeds Rhinos ahead of their Super League debut next season. You're going to be working alongside head coach Dan Ryan in the role. I'm sure you're clapping at home as well. <laughs> uh, so yeah, congratulations, Thank Mags. You. Are you excited? Beyond words. Beyond words, yeah. Well, it's, uh, brace yourself, Mags. <laughs> <laughs> I said to myself, I can't believe I'm doing this again. Um, having Stock you know, up on wine. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. Oh, is that for my <laughs> mental health or for, because I'm a bit Dan? <laughs> oh, he'll drink all your wine. <laughs> I mean... Uh, well, we're very excited and Thank congratulations you. once again. Sarah, having Mags on board, does it make you more excited to see Leeds in the Super League? Be nice. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean it's it's great to see um, Mags on board, and I think it like the North needed needed more representation. You can't just have one team in the north of the country and think that that's going to be okay for for pathway um, development. So it's nice to see it's nice to see Leeds back in there, and it is exciting. So mm. I mean, I'm, I'm getting through this season. I'm not worried about next season, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, it's it's really good. It certainly is exciting. And Mags, for you, what is your main thing that you want to fulfil in this role? Um, I think it's a case of we're definitely here to play. We're not here to make numbers up. And I know we've already given England netball a bit of a headache with that opening weekend because, you know, 10 teams works perfectly, 11 doesn't. So we'll see what happens there. Um, it's to try and build a brand that we can all be proud of, build a brand that players want to be part of. And, you know, not saying too much because obviously I've got two different franchises here. Mm. These girls don't just come out of the bushes and you just make them into netballers. We're having to build a team from scratch and we have to get them from the league as it is. Wow. Well, best of luck to you, Mags. Yeah, you do need that wine. Right. To, uh, to wrap this section up, we'll finish with a shout out to Lucy at Felstead School, who's written into the show. So thank you, Lucy, for writing to us. They're celebrating reaching the school nationals with the under 19 team, which takes place in Stamborough on Saturday. Uh, their coach is London Pulse defender, Lindsay Keeble. Good luck to Felstead and everyone taking part. Yeah, best of luck yeah. from us here at Netball Nation. Now, next up, we are heading south. Pre-season games have been in full swing down under for a number of weeks ahead of the new season with ANZ Premiership this Sunday, 15th of March and Super Netball beginning on the 27th of March. Now, among those games was the Bushfire Relief game in Sydney, which saw a Super Netball all-star team take on Australia Diamonds to raise money for those affected by the bushfires. Now, the game raised thousands for charity. And Sara, did you watch the game? 
It was 4 a.m. No. <laughs> <laughs> I need my Are sleep. I'm suggesting you don't have a life. <laughs> I, I don't have a life, but I didn't watch the game. I did, I did catch up on it afterwards. Um, and I mean, the, the game was great. You know, there's lots of obviously huge names of, of netball. Um, also, shout out to Kelsey Brown for singing because that that was so good. And I mean, everyone knows she can sing and play the guitar and the piano when she's like annoyingly talented. talented yeah. But... Um, that was great also. How important are those kinds of games when they're to raise money for something like that? Uh, hugely important. And I suppose you've got to ask yourself, there are so many good causes and, and issues that come to the forefront. You know, where do you start? How do you decide which one you do it for? But I think it was appropriate that they did that. And I wasn't lucky enough to see the game, but I did catch the highlights. And one thing I did spot from watching those highlights was, even though the game was played and, uh, you know, contested, Every single player smiled throughout the whole game. And, you know, the atmosphere was palpable. You could feel it even just watching it on the television. So good work and well yeah, done. Yeah, definitely. And the thing is, uh, Debbie, with games like that, the result doesn't really matter. No, I mean, they're always going to be a bit competitive, but I think there were that many changes within the game as well. It's difficult for any team to to get any flow. And, and obviously the Diamonds are training together um, a lot more regularly. The other team are kind of put together, you know, but, but what a game for the profile of netball. Yeah, certainly. And like we say, it raised thousands as well for bushfire relief. So well done to everyone that was a part of that. Uh, now, looking at pre-season results, it's been a pretty mixed bag. So have you seen any of the games, ladies, or spotted a result that surprised you? Any of you? Well, I mean, obviously, I've got to keep up with Fever because of Stacey. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah Fever, Fever beat Giants and they've they had some good run outs against um, Sunshine Coast Lightning as well. So I think they're going pretty well. But I always find with pre-season, here, here to an extent, but especially Australia, it, it never really predicts anything. Yeah. Like you get into season and it completely changes. So um, it'll be interesting to see if that's the same. It certainly will. We'll keep you posted on everything. Can Swifts defend their title, Mags? Oh, okay. Got the million. <laughs> Pressure. The million well, dollar question. We've put these two under the spotlight oh, since gosh, your turn now. million dollar question. Can they? Yeah, I suppose they can do, but there's just such quality across every single team. And if we go on performances last season, Lightning did exptionally well, just losing out, right, they lost out big, in the uh, actual final. Can they do it without Nolene? I think that they still might be the team to watch. Really? Mm. We'll wait and see. Uh, Sarah, how mm. much will Collingwood Magpies miss Ash Brazel, uh, who suffered a serious knee injury playing an Aussie Rules oh, football charity game? Massive. Um, Ash Brazel, she had such a great season last year. She She was immense for Collingwood. And I think... They've just been hit hard this year, you know. Um, Kimmy Rav got pregnant. April Branley's pregnant. Um, congratulations! Yeah, Come congratulations. <laughs> I mean, that's really good news. Yeah. <laughs> um, both the Brown sisters, uh, long-term inju- injuries, coming back from long-term injuries. Yeah. Now Ash Braz has done a ACL. It's like I, I don't, like don't want to call season. it. I don't want to call it a curse <laughs> yeah. for Collingwood, but it, yeah. it's some seriously bad luck for them, and I, I don't think they'll be able to challenge with that many people out. It's a shame, isn't it? But like we say, congratulations to those who are expecting children. And congratulations to Ash Braz. um, They just had a a baby recently. So at least that's going to cheer you up during rehab. Lots of netball babies. (laughs) Uh, Any other talking points as well from the preseason that you'd like to discuss, guys? I don't think there's anything else. Oh, I, think, I think I think the only other thing was the the two point shot and the rolling subs, isn't it? So that's so in 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 Suncorp they've introduced rolling subs for this season. So you don't have to kind of call time and if it's a bit like fast five rolling subs. And then in the bushfire game, they they trialled two-point shot. So I think that's kind of caused a bit of a a stir down under. A positive or a negative stir? 
I well, think it's a bit mixed, isn't it? it? Yeah, it depends. It depends on people's views on it. For um, me, I don't want to see it in our game because we've got fast five for that, personally. Yeah, what agree. about you, Sarah? You agree with that, do you, Debbie? Yeah. You don't want to see it. Sarah, do you think there's any benefit to it? No. Okay. Well, we're all agreed here. Again, <laughs> no, always- I, 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 can see, I can see the point of view in terms of, you know, netball needs to develop and it needs to be open to change, but you're getting dangerously close to basketball for my liking. Okay, well, get in touch at My Netball Nation on all the socials if you dare to disagree with any of the girls in the studio. Uh, now, Pools coach Yvette McCall's and Jury says she wants to do things differently this season so that her side can defend their 2019 title. Do you agree with that sentiment? Well, it's hard because when leagues are so competitive, if you if you remain at the same standard, even if you won it, you're probably not going to win it again. So I think she's realistic in terms of that they will need to improve if they want to win it again. Um, because everyone around them is improving. Um, I've obviously got a soft spot for Pulse because I played for them, but yeah. they have like very strong links with Tiwan and Godokawa. So they're like heavy on the sort of like Maori culture. And that was a big part of their season last year. And actually seeing teams kind of do things a little bit differently off court as well is, is quite nice sometimes because, you know, netball is netball. And mm. how, how do you distinguish your team? Is there not an argument for don't change a winning formula? I still, don't, I think you, I don't think you can stand still in the game at the moment because you know everybody is up in their game. You know those small margins, those small percentages are paying off for them. So I think she needs to do what she did last year because it was a winning formula, but a little bit of uh, magic sprinkled on the top. And they've of her. they've changed a couple of players like mm. Sulu Fitzpatrick has has gone back to Auckland. Um, Whitney Sunus has gone to Magic. So it's not exactly the same team for Pulse. So actually, you know, you've got different players. It will look and feel a bit different and. And that's kind of natural. That's not a bad thing. No. And we're saying, right, finally, before we wrap up this week's podcast and have a lie down, once again, there's a number of former Super League players set to take the court in 2020 in ANZ and Super Netball, including England Roses, Nat Haythornthway, Helen Housby, Chelsea Pittman, Stacey Francis, Jeeva Mentor and Layla Gusketh. Uh, I'll go to you first, uh, uh, Sarah. Who are you expecting to see shine in this? <laughs> no pressure again but, again with the loaded question I mean I'm excited to see Leila Gusketh come back because you know she she tore her Achilles at World Cup um, that is a long a long term um, recovery and I've seen she's now been running and doing a little bit of change direction so it's really exciting that, that she's going to be back and, and wish her the best and obviously always excited to see Stacey play I was going to say I honestly thought you were going to just bypass <laughs> Stacey then I was like you can't do that <laughs> no I, I am obviously really excited for that um, but it's it's just nice to see English players go out there and, and really succeed and you know there was I think previously a few years ago there was probably a little bit of um, reluctance from from Australian teams to take imports and the impact that those players are now having um, they've kind of the worth of weight in gold Absolutely any players that you'll be keeping an eye on Mags? Oh absolutely all of them <laughs> but um, as Sarah said about our own uh, our own homegrown girls I hope they go really well have a great season and don't get injured and also a big shout out to Beth Cobden because I believe you know she's back on she's a training partner and I'm just delighted to see that she's back on the court Lovely She's been missed Right, well, finally, finally, this is actually finally now, guys. Uh, let's have it because we all love a prediction. Who is going to win the Super Netball and the ANZ Premiership? Oh, wow. Dun, dun, dun. You didn't even give us a, a warning on this one. <laughs> hey, that's how we're rolling in yeah, season two. Right, right. I think Pulse might win it again, the ANZ. You're going um, Pulse. Yeah, I just think they've got so much quality with Emilia Anacanasio and Katrina Rory and people like that that, you know, they could they could go back to back. Um, the Suncorp is so hard to call, isn't it? So, so hard to call. Um, 
I don't know. Come back to me on that. We will. We'll we'll come back to you next week. And you're going to say fever. You can have a week to think about. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I pass. What about you, Mags? Um, I'm going to go pulse as well because I think even with the changes, they're too strong. Mm-hmm. And I've already put my hat on lightning. I'm going to give him a shout, lightning. Nice. Right. What about you, Debbie? Um, I think pulse in A and Z, but um, I think uh, swifts again. You do, right? Yeah, okay. Well, thank you very much for that, guys. How are we all feeling after that? I feel like we put you through the mill there. For I the feel the episode, so, didn't how we? long we've been here? It's a long one. <laughs> we had a lot of catching up to do, Mag. Absolutely, didn't we? we did. Now, thank you so, so much, guys, for joining us. Hello on YouTube. Thank you for joining us. I was just like, who are you looking at? Thank you very much. And like I say, sorry if we have been sat awkwardly. We've been very aware of cameras in the studio today, but we will bed in and make sure we're more relaxed by next week. Uh, as ever, if you, our Netball Nation family, have any questions, please do tweet us at MyNetballNation or drop us an email hello at mynetballnation.com and we will do our absolute best to cover these in the next episode that is your lot for this week thank you so much for listening to netball nation powered of course by netball uk to listen to our podcast head over to mynetballnation.com and follow us on all the social platforms at mynetballnation also don't forget to head over to the netball uk website and use the code nation10 for 10% off everything before next friday terms and conditions are online at mynetballnation.com thank Thank you so much for that, guys. See you next week. See you later. Thank you. This is Netball Nation. Powered by Netball UK. From local league to super league. They've got everything you need.